0: Guys, it's Simmy this is wrestling unlimited, as we are here on the 5th of December 2021 to talk about everything that went down tonight on NXT War Games, or should I say at NXT War Games? I always get that mixed up, or the pay-per-views at weekly shows are on. I don't know, it's all on at in whatever you want to call it. But as far as tonight's show does go, it was a mixed bag. I'm gonna say that right now. Tonight's show was a mixed bag. There were some good stuff. Like I really really enjoyed tonight's main event. I thought it was a really good match. I thought the tag title match was really good. But then we had some mm, what the hell? Like the women's war games match that the live crowd was chanting boring during. The live crowd was chanting boring. During tonight's opening matchup, also give me one second. I need to see
1: something here. Um, interesting. This is the first time this has happened. I want
0: to say thank you for the support on Twitch. We've it says it says we're close to getting a hype train. That's the first time that's happened. I want to say thank you to both Broken King Slender. And Rosario9248 for their subscriptions. Broken King Slender at 17 months. Rosario at 9 months. I really, really do appreciate the support on Twitch. And speaking of that, we're here live. Twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Let's get that hype trade going. Come on, guys. Subs, gift subs, bits, Anything gets that hype train going, and I really, really do appreciate all the support you guys do give us. But if you are watching here on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, you can subscribe just like Broken King Slender and Rosario did with a Tier 1 subscription. But if you ain't got that money because you're already paying Daddy Jeff Bezos for Amazon Prime, well, you take that Amazon Prime account, which... Link it to your Twitch account and boom, you've got a Prime Gaming account. Prime Gaming gives you a number of cool different things, just like free games. Right now, they're giving you Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit Remastered. They're giving you in-game stuff for games like Valorant, League of Legends, Grand Theft Auto Online, and more. And you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there by donating in the live chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation. Also, remember you can help us out by subscribing to the channel and as as subscribing to the channel as a channel member, not just hitting that subscribe button, but hitting that join button and subscribing as a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and exclusive access to the wrestling wrap-up post-show every Monday and every Friday. I will be doing a post-show after our wrestling wrap-up show at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Who knows what I'm going to talk about? It's the the random wrap-up, because that's what it is. It's the post-show of the wrap-up, so it's the random wrap-up after the wrap-up. Yeah, I don't know. Still a working title, but that will only be going out for subscribers Either a channel member subscriber on YouTube or Patreon subscribers at patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. But with that, also, I do want to say, hey, have you checked out the new Fortnite yet? Have you checked out Fortnite Chapter 3? Have you said, hey, I need to get that new Battle Pass. I want to grind and get Spider-Man. Well, I need your help if you do. I need you to use that epic creator code. PW Unlimited, when buying anything on the Epic Games Store, whether that's a game, Skins for Rocket League, or V-Bucks for Fortnite to get Spider-Man. Yep, Peter Parker himself. gonna ask you, hey, you have an Epic Creator Code? You want to support somebody? And you do. It's right here, PW Unlimited. So if you're going and getting the season pass for Chapter 3 of Fortnite, well, use that code PW Unlimited to support us. We get a kickback. I'm just going to say right now, we get a kickback if you use creator code PWUnlimited. Um, Give me one second. We may have some sort of breaking news going on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What is going on? Give me one second, guys. We may have some uh, non-NXT breaking news right now. All right. I need to intervene. Not sure exactly everything going on right now, but we have an issue with the main roster and WWE. Give me two seconds to check on
1: this and I'll I'll go get get back with you. This over here.
0: All right. So according to Sean Ross Sap of Fightful, Sap tweeted out the following. Unfortunately can confirm PW Insider's report that Jeff Hardy was sent home after what was called a, quote, rough night for him. That became evident at last as last night's live event match went on. Best wishes to Jeff Hardy. Now, I'm going to pull up the report from PW Insider. Again, this is all new news to me. Not exactly sure what's going on. Uh, according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, Johnson writes the following. WWE star Jeff Hardy, was not at tonight's live event in Corpus Christi, Texas at the American Bank Center. And the word-making rounds at the event was that Hardy had been sent home from the road. Hardy teamed with Xavier Woods and Drew McIntyre against the Bloodline last night in Edinburgh, Texas for the main event of the Super Show live event. Hardy spent most of the match inside the ring being worked over by Roman Reigns and the Usos and apparently became more sluggish as the match continues. Once he made the when he a hot tag to McIntyre, Hardy disappeared into the crowd, followed by security, and didn't return to the ring for the post-match celebration with his partners. Hardy was replaced in Corpus Christi tonight by Rey Mysterio. He was not backstage at the event. He, was, he last wrestled on the 1126 edition of SmackDown. So again, not sure what's going on with Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy, ah, man, this is not good. Something happened. Jeff worked the show last night, but apparently was not in much condition to work the match, it sounds like, and then was sent home. Was sent home from the road instead of working tonight's event. So we will follow up on this story as more news does come out. But, ooh, this is not good for Jeff Hardy. This is not good. So Again, if I do hear anything else regarding Jeff Hardy, even if it is during this podcast and I do have to break in again, I will bring it to you because this is a big, major breaking story. So if, again, I'm going to reiterate, if I hear anything during this podcast, I'm going to stop talking to NXT and talk to Jeff Hardy because this, this is important. we got to make sure everything's all right with Jeff Hardy. Got to make sure that he's all good to go. And, yeah, so give me one second to send this here really fast.
1: All right. If I, again, if I do hear anything else, I will let you guys know. But
0: let's talk NXT War Games. There's no pre show match because the NXT pre show was only about 30 minutes long or so. So, started it off with War Games. The women's War Games match opened up tonight's NXT. NXT War Games, that is. No. Uh, Gabriel Perez says, let's hope it's, uh, he didn't get injured. No, that, Let me reiterate what Mike Johnson wrote. Apparently, becoming more sluggish as the match continues. That's not an injury. That is not an injury,
1: my friend. That's War Games. So, started off the Women's War Games match. The match
0: was laid out with some cool spots here and there, but the execution wasn't all there, to be completely honest. And I felt like it was just hard to get into at points, especially with this crowd not caring at all. Like, they were chanting, boring, and they were, ooh, uh, no. Like, the, uh-uh, this just didn't, this didn't work for me, really, to be completely honest. So... Kaylee Ray and Dakota Kai started off the match. Ray brought out a baseball bat, and Kai used the kendo stick as the equalizer. Ray got the advantage with the DDT, but Kai whipped her into the steel cage multiple times. About a minute before the first entry, Ray made a quick comeback with a senton as Kai went for the, the baseball bat. She smacked Kai with the kendo stick and dropped her over the kendo uh, over a kendo stick bridge that she made with the rope bottom rope between the two rings. First entry in was Cora Jade. And from this point on, this match was the Cora Jade show. This match, all this match was, was to get over Cora Jade as a big star. This was the Cora Jade show from this point on this match. That's what this match was all about. Cora Jade, Cora Jade, Cora Jade. She goes under the ring. She grabs a skateboard. Not her normal little shortboard, but a normal-sized skateboard. Jumps in the ring with the skateboard. Kai avoided some shots, but took a few, and then an end's and a running knee. Then my first thought is Core Jay coming off as a heel here. She's like motioning to the crowd as a heel usually does when they're booing and not liking with the heels. Like, I don't know. The crowd wasn't getting into this match. And she was doing heel mannerisms, especially And now. It could just be that we're used to seeing Kaylee Ray as a heel. So seeing Kaylee Ray and Core Jay double teaming Dakota Kai just kind of maybe to me and maybe others, I don't know, let me know in the chat if you felt the same way. It just came off these two women against one woman in Dakota Kai. That always just seems like the heel thing. And since we're always so used to seeing Kaylee Ray as a heel, it just really came off naturally as the heel spot early on in the match. So, I don't know. To me, it's just, I know, I get what they're trying to do, trying to get Core Jade over as a baby face, big baby face. But it was just times here, just times here when it came off as like she was playing the heel, especially when it was her and Kaylee Ray against the Lone Dakota Kai. She even did some things like the crowd was reacting weirdly and she was kind of like, ah, like, no, don't think no. Like, "Ah, like, like, how do you, how do you explain it? Oh, I don't, I don't know how to explain. Like I, I got the word in my head. I just can't spit it out for some reason.
1: Oh, hmm. it
0: might come to me. It might come to me. But regardless, Core Jade, Kaylee Ray, double teaming on the heel Dakota Kai. Eventually, Gigi Dolan would come out and got a good reaction from the crowd as the takers counting down. No, five, four. Right before that, crowd scanning. We want Gigi. We want Gigi. Like they wanted Gigi Dolan in this match. And they got her next. She brought in a trash can and a duffel bag. Because before every woman got in the match, they had to grab some weapons. She tossed the can right in Cora Jade's face. Good thing Cora Jade got her hands up. She didn't even get in the ring yet. She was up on the apron going through the door and just said, Oof, throw it right in your face. Um she then took a pump kick before hitting an STO and a German suplex on Ray. The heel team maintained control until they paired off, Jade getting the better of Dolan and placing a trash can over her head. She then landed a dropkick on Dolan through the can before Ray hit a Noshigami on Kai through a can as well. Next in for Kayla Ray's team was Io Shirai, who brought in some chairs. Babyfaces took a little too long messing around with the weapons in the ring to kind of really get an advantage, allowing uh, Dakota Kai... And a Gigi Dolan to regain control, action really wasn't good here, didn't seem fluid. They kind of got lost, it felt like to me a little bit. And there was like a beat down or Jaden hit some kind of hurt Ken looking move between the two rings. and then JC Jane would come out and I go, mm, that's makes sense. Mandy Rose has got to be last so she has to work the least amount of this match. So let's even up the odds, and she brought in a table. Ray was. Pump kicked through two chairs, but miscommunication led to Jane kicking her toxic attraction teammate. Shirai hit corner knees through the trash can lids. Ray's team isolated Jane and propped her up on a table, leading to Accord Jade climbing to the top of the cage and doing some sort of like swanton, senton flip deal off of the cage through the table. Then started selling her shoulder, Like she popped her shoulder out of socket, dislocated the shoulder. So she's slowly, you know, trying to go from the far side of the ring to the middle, trying to get out of the ring. And the refs and doctors are all yelling, are you okay? Are you okay? And she's like, ow, my arm, my arm. And so they open the cage like they're going to let her out. And EO goes, no, I've got this. And they're like, what? And EO grabs the door and slams the door closed. Pulls old core jade, about halfway into the first ring. She then grabs her by the arm, sticks her leg right in her armpit, and goes, I got this. Ooh, pops her arm back into pl- place. And someone, and I go, okay. Because the way Core Jade was selling this at first, I thought she could have been really hurt. But when they did that spot, I'm like, okay, okay. So send another tweet going, she's fine. They wouldn't have allowed this spot if she wasn't fine. And someone goes, Oh, maybe. Maybe you just knew what she was doing and helped her out and, and really did fix her arm. And I go, no, because they're not going to do this spot and risk her getting even more hurt, risk her getting even more injured. And I go, and before anybody says it, they're going to go, well, they let Finn Balor pop his shoulder back into socket. No, they didn't let Finn Balor do that. Finn did it on his own before anybody knew he was hurt. Finn did the whole oh, of his... Shoulder back into place-ish before anybody knew he was even hurt. So for them to do that spot here, Gigi Don's fine. Not Gigi Dolan, Cora Jade's fine. Cora Jade is fine. So, last in for the faces, Mikel Gonzalez. Started throwing some random stuff in. And when she went back for more, Kai and Dolan shut the door. I didn't like this. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I didn't care for this at this point. And then I didn't like in the main event when they kind of tried to do the same thing. Because when the when Dakota Kai and Gigi Dolan are holding the door, I'm like, stick something in there to lock it. Whether that's a kendo stick or whatever, lock it. And then later on in in the main event, they do the same thing where some where one of the guys closes the door and locks it up. Which we'll talk about that debacle later. But the whole thing, it's just like you did the same spot. Actually, technically, they did two of the same spots in both, both um, War Games matches, if you really think about it. If you really think about it. But Dakota Kai, Gigi Dolan tried to keep the door shut. All of a sudden, Joe Gonzalez she got a damn fire extinguisher. And she looks up at Dakota like she's going to spray it. Nothing happens. She looks down. She, like, flips something on the, the fire extinguisher. And then it sprays. They drop the door. Well, they let go of the door. She then laid everyone to waste, dropping Kai in a trash can and swinging at her. There's lots of wrestlers beginning to climb the cage and this and that. Gonzalez took out two opponents with a double spine buster. Excuse me. Then did the same with Kai, put her in a trash can again. Dry crushed Kai with a moonsault through the trash can. And if you think these women were getting beat up by this trash can, Grayson Waller got his ass handed to him in a trash can by Pete Dunne. Talk about that later. Bandy Rose is the final person to come into the match. She gets into the match, and boom, the actual match has now began. A finish, a fall, a win can now be had. Two teams ended up on either sides of the structure. And I think that's a, a played-out trope in war games where everyone's in, so one team's in one ring. One team's in another ring. Go! We kind of got it in the men's match as well, but they did it a little differently, so yeah. Kaylee Ray inexplicably uh, cornered the injured Jade, Jade, I mean, her teammate, before it was a ruse to take out Dakota Kai. Everyone was brawling, going wild. Eventually, the focus turned to Gonzalez, who tried to hit a double powerbomb on Jane and Dolan was cut off with a kendo stick shot by Mandy Rose. Taka's attraction took over on Gonzalez with chair shots and covered her, but it was broken up by Jade, still selling the shoulder. She literally couldn't use the shoulder, one kendo stick in hand, tried to break it up. She's trying to fight all these women off with one kendo stick, like four on one, and then four on one, too much for her. Too much for her. Rose then hit her with a running knee that you can clearly see missed. Like... Oof, maybe like, oof, woof. Clearly saw that and he missed. He got a near fall off of it. Then they got a parade of big moves leading to everyone down. Jade, then suddenly just, oh, J.C. Jane's down. I must pin her. One, two, three. Just pins her out of freaking nowhere after 31 and a half minutes. After 31 and a half minutes. J.C. Jane's down. I, I, I didn't even... There was so much wildness going on towards the end. I just all of a sudden see J.C. Jane's down and Cora Jade's on top of her. And I go, whoa, where'd that go from? Where'd that come from? Like, I didn't even see how they knocked out J.C. Jane enough. So if any of you saw it, let me know in the chat. Because there was so much going on here. Like, they're focusing on one ring. And then, like, the camera cuts over. J.C. Jane's knocked down. All of a sudden, we realize Cora Jade's realized the same thing. So she jumps on, goes for the pin, matches over. Also... I don't know how, but Raquel Gonzalez busted open, like right up in here. She had blood over both eyebrows and eyes and whatnot. So um, Raquel got busted open at some point during this match. Again, not quite sure how or when. Then they turned this into the weekly show 2.0. where They got to just play vignette after vignette after vignette. On new guy, old guy, same guy, this guy. And we're going to talk about one of these bullshit vignettes later. Oh. It's ain't jacket time. It's toilet time. We'll talk about that later. We got promos for Tiffany Stratton again where she says money doesn't mean anything. Where I shop, there's no such thing as Black Friday or Cyber Monday. I don't look at prices. Daddy pays for it all. We then also learned that this Tuesday, which, I mean, we didn't need to learn this because it was very blatantly obvious last week. We're going to find out who MSK's shaman is on Tuesday. Like, it's very obvious it was going to come on Tuesday because they, they opened that door. They said, it's him, and then it cuts. Well, of course, we're going to learn on Tuesday. But the question is, who's the shaman? You know, a lot of people online trying to say RVD, but they've said more than once, this guy is a tag team expert. Yeah, already former tag team champion in his own right with multiple different people, Zabu, Kane, and so forth. But I don't see him as a tag team expert. At first, when they were talking about this, I thought maybe Jeff Hardy, but I'm like, no. He's too involved with SmackDown in a prominent spot. I don't see it being Jeff Hardy. We'll see. We'll see on Tuesday who's going to be the shaman. Um. Ooh, okay. Now I remember. Thank you, Ace, in the YouTube chat. Now, you may need to correct me again. Was it that... He says, Raquel Gonzalez hit her finisher on JC. Was it the whole like one-armed chokeslam powerbomb thing? Was that what it was? And then she kind of like rolled towards the middle. Cora realized it and jumped on her. Was that the finish? I think now that you say it, I remember it. But it was so wacky wild at the moment, I didn't even get the notes down from it. But I think that's what it was. She had Jason Jane up in like her choke slam powerbomb thing and then popped her down. She like rolls over towards the middle and then Core Jade goes for the pin. I think that's what it was. And Saturday also says Raquel hit the powerbomb finisher on Jane and then Core Pinder. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, I remember now. You guys just need to refresh my mind. Because again, so much going on. So much going on. Chicano. Chicano bomb. Yep. Going forward, we had a. Uh, woo. Great match. Great match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. I really, really enjoyed this match. And fucking Von Wagner showed up. Von Wagner showed up. Everyone was impressive here. Fabian Eichner in particular showed off multiple unbelievable athletic moments. Wagner, best he's ever looked. Held his own. Was in there with three of NXT's best. Three guys that are considered... Top tier in NXT. Kyle O'Reilly, always been a top tier guy since he showed up. And Imperium over the last year has really cemented themselves in NXT as top guys. So, on Wagner. I like it, except for the end. Even though it's kind of predictable. So, Marthell and O'Reilly started off the match. Eichner quickly tagged himself in, taking down his opponent with an arm drag. Wagner entered and hit a back suplex and a diving headbutt. Really surprised me there. O'Reilly tagged back in and was isolated by Imperium, though. The two powerhouses, Wagner and Eichner, faced off for a moment. Eichner caught Wagner on his shoulders and hit a great rolling senton in a nice show of strength. Again, fucking, fucking Eichner. O'Reilly gained control with a flurry of strikes on Barthel. Eichner, the illegal man, cut him off with a kick, allowing Barthel to take him down with a lariat. Wagner got a tag and ran a wild on Imperium with big throws and suplexes. He dropped Barthel with a back suplex on the apron as O'Reilly landed a diving knee on Eichner. There's another back suplex from Wagner They got a two. Actually, I think that was the Olympic slam spot, not a back suplex. I think that was the Olympic slam angle slam spot. Um, Imperium used their numbers advantage to take out Wagner at one point and then set up to hit the double drop kick for two. They went for the Imperial Bomb, but Wagner fought out and choke slammed Eichner onto Barthel. O'Reilly tagged in and locked on a heel hook, but Eichner broke it up with a cool double springboard moonsault. Wagner took out Barthel as O'Reilly locked on a guillotine on Eichner. Eichner powered out, but O'Reilly turned it into a cradle. Barthel modified the cradle for good measure and got a near fall. O'Reilly went for his rebound lariat, but Eichner met him with one of his own for a double down spot. In... It was Wagner and Barthel. They trade right hands in the center of the ring for a moment before Eichner knocked down Wagner with a, with a chop block, but O'Reilly and Wagner then hit high-low on Barthel for a good near fall. The referee was slow on the count here as he had been distracted by Fabian Eichner. Barthel then baited Wagner to the floor and tagged in Eichner, who hit a six-step-up dive on Wagner on the outside. Back in the ring, O'Reilly caught Eichner with a brain buster for a near fall. He locked on a cross-arm breaker, and then transitioned into a triangle where I go, oh, my God, are they going to give him the belt? What the hell are they going to? And then after a long fight, Eichner powers O'Reilly up, literally with one arm, just got him up here. Do the whole jump off top rope, Imperium bomb, one, two, three. Imperium retains the title in a fantastic, fantastic tag team match. And after the match, we got the crowd going, thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. And in turn, Kyle O'Reilly goes up the EU sign. I don't know how to do it. EU, EU, something like that. No, that, that's way off. EU, like that kind of, whatever. EU and mouths, this is a brotherhood. Turns around. Von Wagner tried to clothesline him. Von Wagner fails in clotheslining him, gets his ass knocked down. Kyle O'Reilly jumps out of the ring and looks at him like, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? Uh, Jordan says, I have a question. Did Kyle O'Reilly turn heel? No. Von Wagner turned heel because he turned on his partner. Not Kyle, Von Wagner. Kyle just defended himself after the match. <clears throat> We got a Legado Del Fantasma video before we got a Legado Del Fantasma interview. As Escobar was asked about his matchup coming with Zion Quinn, he was then asked about, what, what are your thoughts? Literally, what are your thoughts on Electra Lopez going and speaking to Zion Quinn all on her own last week? And he's like, well, Legado Del Fantasma is a familia. And our business is our business. We don't, we don't air our laundry. And Electra goes, may I speak? What I do, in my time, is none of McKenzie's business. So don't worry about what I do. She walks off, Legato walks off, whatever. Then we got a 10 and a half minute, actually, I forgot to mention, 15 minutes. Well, just shy of 15 minutes for the tag title match. Then we got a, why did I just lose it? There it is, there it is. I don't know, my notes all kind of blended together there for a second. We got a 10 and a half minute hair versus hair match. Basically, it's a singles match with the winner getting their head shaved. So I didn't think this match was like great. It wasn't like a normal takeover level match. But I thought this match was really solid. And Duke Hudson was better than I expected. Kevin Grimes did his job making this fool look good. So Hudson overpowered Grimes right at the start of the match and sent him over the top rope under the steel steps. Grimes came back with Cannonball Senton. tried to keep up the attack, but Hudson stopped him in his tracks with a urinagi. Grimes came back with a nice moonsault to a standing Hudson for a two, but Hudson tossed Grimes hard onto the floor. The match was a one-sided affair for a while, with Hudson beating the crap out of Grimes. Grimes flipped out of a suplex and hit an enziguri to start his low comeback. There was a backflip power slam, followed by a two-count. He then fought out of a slam with a DDT for another two count. Grimes hit a soccer kick and a sunset flip, but Hudson turned it into a cradle and grabbed the ropes for leverage. The officials saw Hudson trying to cheat and stopped the count of two. Grimes hit a nice reverse Hurricane Rana and a high crossbody for yet another near fall. Hudson came back with a black hole slam for a two. He went for the razor's edge, but Grimes countered right out. Hurricane Rana roll up with the tights and picked up the victory. Cameron Grimes defeats Duke Hudson, and then Duke Hudson realizes, oh no, oh no, I'm going to get shaved. What does he do? He didn't want to get shaved. So he attacks Cameron Grimes. tries to put Cameron Grimes in the chair. Cameron hits him with the cave in, pops him up in the chair, shaves a couple sh- sh- in his hair. He then gets away and goes, oh my God, my hair. Hey, good match. I didn't think that either men messed anything up. I thought the match itself super solid, wasn't great or anything, wasn't normal takeover levels of matches like we're used to in the past, but hell, hell, I thought the match was really solid. Both guys looked really good, and yes, d I was going to mention that because I didn't notice the guy. Literally, I didn't notice the guy. I don't know how I didn't, but I didn't notice the guy till the main event. There's a guy wearing a Luke Skywalker resistance helmet in the front row, And he had, I want to say the, what belt did he have over his shoulder? Now I can't remember. I don't think it, was it the NXT belt? I don't remember now. Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. Probably find a picture of it. Um, this man had, maybe I can't find a picture of it. I thought it would have been easier. Maybe not. Um, dang, I
0: thought maybe one person would have posted a picture of this guy on Twitter. Was he, once I noticed him, he stood out to me the rest of the match. Like I noticed him early on in the main event. I go, how have I not noticed this guy all show? Oh, it was you, d Oh, I read your comment when you said I was wearing. I said, okay, okay, okay. That was you. Well, kudos on you. He said it was WWE belt, World, Hit, World Championship belt. Gotcha. Well, bro, you stood out,
1: and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, going forward, we have more videos for Draco Anthony, and all we
0: know about Draco Anthony is he likes coffee. Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, they went to some music festival, and the Grizzly Young Vets, as we've seen in the past, stole some guys' Um, Uber Eats. Um, also, Delo, we maybe can speak on this as well. So, there was apparently an issue getting into the building tonight. They had way more people show up than normal, and um, more, way, uh, way more people show up than normal, and they had to send away like. 40 people, apparently. So, actually, let me read the tweet from... Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, according to someone who has been at every NXT for I don't know how long, Nico Extra on Twitter tweeted, I would say 40 people didn't get into NXT war games. They just let us sit outside till 8.15, then came out and told us they were at capacity. But William Regal would take pics with us. Currently, at the bar, annoyed AF. Then, another NXT fan regular, where is
1: it? Um, Commented on this. And stated...
0: Also, also, Nico said he was there two hours early
1: and didn't even get in. He then stated, because someone... So someone comments and
0: goes, dude, I've seen countless WWE events for 30 years. Uh, also have seen 100 and da, 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 someone called him maybe, basically entitled, thinking that he deserves to be at every show. And he goes, I'm not entitled at all. But I watched 30 people who were taking my place tonight and I didn't even... Well, hold on. No, no, no. That's not the right tweet. Basically he said he saw a bunch of people cut in line in front of him and get brought right in. But... There was a tweet. Now that I want to... Oh, now I can't find it. That basically, someone that was there said, oh no, there's there's a lot of empty seats. There's empty seats in here. Now I can't find that tweet. But someone had responded to his first tweet stating that there were... Oh, here it is, here it is, here it is. So Queen Libby, who is always posting at the NXT event, says it's bullshit because there's empty seats. Plus... They have the empty rows in front of the hard camera side. So under the hard cameras, the side that we don't see, so there was empty rows. And for them to just tell people, nope, but have a lot of empty seats still in that building, that sucks. That really, really does suck. That people were there for, he said he was there over two hours early and didn't even get in. Saw people cut the line in front of him. And be let right in. So, I don't know what experience you had, d You looked like you were having fun during that main event, though. Because I, once I noticed you, I couldn't stop noticing you. So, uh, they saved me a seat in the front row. They who? They who is the question. Because uh, according to Nico Extra, who said he's been in just about every NXT taping in Orlando... Wasn't able to get in for the first time. For the first time. He ended up watching it on a... He ended up watching the show on his phone from a bar, which looked like a B-dubs, kind of. Hold on. Did he take the picture down? Maybe he did. Could have swore he posted a picture of his phone propped up on a table in what looked like like a B-dubs type of bar. But Interesting. Very interesting that they had way more people than expected to show up. And then apparently, empty seats, but still said, nope. Can't fit you in. Thank you, New Jeffrey, for the Prime subscription on Twitch. Really do appreciate that. Really do appreciate that for 13 months. Gotta love and you guys support PW Unlimited. Gotta love the support. Uh, WWE told the staff to seat me there. Interesting. That's very interesting, d Huh. And were you there? I don't want to pry. Were you there early? Like, he said he was there two hours early and didn't get in. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to pry or anything. I'm not trying to start stuff. But it's very interesting to get his perspective on Twitter, or on Twitter and then your perspective here in the live chat. Going forward, after we had these uh, vignettes from Draco, Anthony, Casey Kenzark, Haden Carter, Grizzly Young Vets, we got the word January fourth, 2022, NXT New Year's Evil. The first NXT, uh, the first NXT of the new year will be New Year's Evil. I can see them doing based off the main event, Braun Breaker and Ciampa for the title. Um, D. Louise says, I believe people were saving seats. Oh, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Okay. Hmm. Because again, Libby said that there were some empty seats and then under the hard cam, rows of seats as well empty. So since I got there at 7.30 PM. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And he said 45 minutes after that's when they told him we're full. Interesting. Very Interesting. But going forward, got two matches to go. It's the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Roderick Strong defending against Joe Gacy in an eight-minute match. This match was there. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't like great or anything. It wasn't good. It was probably in my opinion. And I got to say that for what they tried to do in the women's match, I can't say it was the worst match of the night, but this was the one match where I just didn't care. I was watching this match, and I'm just like, okay. This is just the filler match right now. This match really just seemed like it didn't matter. And that's unfortunate with these two guys, both Roderick Strong and Joe Gacy. And the match itself, at least to me, and everybody's opinion is different, just seemed like this match didn't matter. Gacy did his hug and inclusivity stick, which Strong wanted no part of early on. He surprised Strong with a strike. The champion knocked him down with a backbreaker. Gacy came back with a strike, including a hard lariat to the back of the head. Strong peppered his opponent with chops in the corner. They fought on the apron where Gacy landed a bicycle kick. Back in the ring, Gacy maintained control with a backbreaker. Strong came back with a rising knee and a superplex. Kind of whiffed on a double knee gut buster but then hit the Olympic slam for a two. Strong went for a submission, but Gacy countered into a crossface, forcing Strong to fight to the ropes to break the hold. Gacy then landed a flip dive onto Strong and the Creed brothers at ringside. Out on the floor, Gacy faced off with Ivy Nile. Then Harlan picked her up. She's like kicking and stuff, and Harlan's just holding her up like this. She was, I guess, scared in the moment. Strong then hit another jumping knee, followed by the end of heartache and picked up the victory. So with that, boom. Mark Strong still your Cruiserweight champion. Um, dealer we says, WWE never placed people under the hard camera. It's only for staff and wheelchair. Okay, gotcha. So, so for Libby to say that, and I'm not throwing any shade on her, they never put people over there then. That makes a lot of sense then, that they never put people over there. Okay, gotcha. I'm going to have another question for you in a minute, d So Next up, we just get the what the fuck of Ikamin So, and it's kind of all blended together here for me, but we had the Ikamin Jiro segment where he says, look at my closet and all my jackets and stuff. Now, I can't remember if that was earlier and then they did the second video, or if it was that right into the second video, because then we get another video of Vickman Jero saying something about use an app and get a bunch of food sent to you like ice cream and this and that. And so he's like, just muck it, just stuff in his face. And all of a sudden he goes, Oh no. Oh no. And then he like runs off and you see a toilet and he slides right into the stall, closes the door camera right in his face and he's just taking a shit and he's just taking a poopy i'm like what the f- whoa huh hickam Giro, just out here muck banging it up ate too much too quick it went straight through him and he goes i gotta poop i gotta poop What are we fucking doing here, ladies and gentlemen? Is this their their attempt at comedy? Because that wasn't funny at all. It was not funny. Um, D-Lo says, I talked to Candace after the show. She literally told me, quote, he's just going on maternity leave with me. Huh.
1: Huh. Hold up. Give me one second. I huh. uh, can't say that confirms he's staying, but that's the quote
0: she told me. Seemed like she wasn't supposed to say anything. Interesting. That's very interesting. Okay. Mm, I like that. So here's my other question to you, d Was it cool the way they had the cages set up? Because in previous War Games matches... The cages are just at the top of the ramp and then they walk down the ramp when it's their turn. But was it actually cool that the cages were up where they were and they had to walk down through the crowd? Was that cool? It seemed like it was kind of a cool way to do it. It seemed like a kind of cool way to do it to where they had to walk down through the crowd to go down to the ring coming out of the cages and whatnot. But... As we move on to talk about the main event, this match went 38 and a half minutes. Well, almost 38 and a half minutes. It was Team 2.0, Ron Breaker, Grayson Waller, Tony D'Angelo, and Carmelo Hayes, who started it off for his match, against Team Black and Gold, Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunne, LA Knight, and Johnny Gargano, who started it off for his match. And I loved Gargano's gear. Gargano's gear was a mashup of all his former, or a lot of his former... Takeover gear and some of the graphics and some of the designs from all of his different takeover gears, like his Deadpool gear, like his Wolverine gear, like his Iron Man gear. This was really, really cool. Dilo says the crowd, uh, the going through the crowd was super awesome. Yeah, I, I assumed that would be a cool moment for the people there live that like, it's not just, oh, someone's going to come out from the top of the ramp. It's no, they're coming out right by us, which Seemed
1: really cool in theory. As far as this match does go, I think the perfect two guys
0: started it off. Ronald Hayes, Johnny Gargano. Gargano and Hayes started off this match. They performed a choreographed exchange early on, but you you can kind of tell that they were going through motions of like spot, 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 but it was so smooth. That I know, I've criticized like AEW for doing stuff like this, like the the MJF Darby Allen match, where they did their choreographed stuff in the beginning of their match. But this one, you can kind of tell that it was planned out, like the first like forty five seconds to a minute. But because it was so smooth, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't quite care because you can tell it was choreographed. But again, because it was so smooth, I didn't hate it. But finally. Gargano landed a seated snap kick He then cut off a springboard with a kick. But Hayes caught the slingshot spear. He traded acrobatics over the ropes until Gargano did end, did end up hitting the slingshot spear. Hayes climbed the cage to buy some time before hitting a diving elbow. They each stood on the top, using the cage to support them, the top rope that is, and traded some strikes till Gargano did a great sunset bomb. Grayson Waller was next in for Team 2.0. And I can't stand this guy. He's not that good at all. And he got his ass beat. And he fucking, I don't know. It looks like he busted. Like, he busted Johnny's nose. I don't know if it's broke or just, like, busted it and gave him a bloody nose. But as soon as he comes in here, him and, D, him and Carmelo Hayes, are double teaming Johnny, and about 30 seconds into the, to Grayson Waller, he, like, runs and hits, like, this step-up enziguri, to, like, enziguri knee thing to Gargano and just, pow, Gargano blood all over his face. Johnny just, all over his face. Um, I'll look at, um, um, never mind, never mind. Chat, chat, chat got me for a second. We'll talk about what I just saw in the chat afterwards because I want to look it up. So, where was I? Grayson Waller. I just lost my spot in my notes because my notes froze. Let me refresh them really fast.
1: All right, here we go. Here
0: we go. So Grissom Waller comes out. He took Gargano down with a suplex before catching a head scissors and hitting a a backbreaker. Gargano tried to make a comeback, but Hayes recovered, and the veteran was overwhelmed by the two-on-one attack. This is when then Gargano was busted open somehow. I think it was that knee or the, the shin right to the nose. Made a brief comeback and trick Williams tried to stop his momentum by throwing a chair into the structure, but Gargano smashed Williams' hands with the chair as he tried to climb. The distraction was enough Team 2.0 no to regain control. Evening up the odds, it was Pete Dunn. He ran wild on Hayes and Waller. He hit an x plex on Hayes on top for Waller before attacking the, ladder fingers, the ladder's fingers through the cage. Gargano and Dunn locked on simultaneous submissions on their two opponents, Hayes used this athleticism to briefly regain the advantage, but was cut off with the forearm from Dunn. Waller then hit stunners on both Dunn and Gargano. Next, for Team 2.0, was Tony D'Angelo. When I said Grayson Waller was bad, Tony D'Angelo may be worse than Grayson Waller, to be completely honest. Like, these two men are just oof, not good at all. Trick Williams assisted him in bringing in a table. And some other plunder. At one point, Trick Williams grabs a chair from under the ring, backs up from the ring, goes, watch out! And he throws this chair over the cage and into the ring. And if it was just a smidge sooner, that chair would have hit Grayson Waller. Grayson
1: Waller sees it and scurries over to the side. Just, So, where was I? Uh, brought in the, the
0: table, threw the chair into the ring. He's trying to look for other things when all of a sudden he's spooked. Actually, no. I missed a whole spot. So, he throws the chair into the ring. Trick Williams then tries to climb the cage. Johnny grabs the chair, pops him. He falls off. I think that busted him open. He looked like he was bleeding. Trick Williams, that is. I'm not sure if that was the spot. Maybe I just didn't see his face properly. Maybe that was war paint because all the guys on the 2.0 team had like war paint on. But, yeah, almost hit Waller with that chair. Then he gets the chair, his face basically, through the cage. He then tries to look for more stuff under the cage, and there's Dexter. Dexter Loomis comes out from under the ring, runs off Trick Williams. And my first thought was, hey, bro, your wife's looking for you. They called her, told him you broke out of the hospital. She's all worried. You talked to your wife since Tuesday? Like, what? I think Beth may have alluded to that as well. Also, Beth Phoenix's final full-time night with NXT. So, as D'Angelo's in the ring, the clock's ticking down, and all of a sudden, Tony D'Angelo's got a padlock. He shuts the door, and he locks it up. And I'm like, well, this is what the women should have done earlier. Find a way to lock the door. I thought, like, grab a kendo stick, shove it in the door, shove it in the other side of the cage. She can't get it out. But Tony D'Angelo used a padlock, which was the downfall at one point of Braun Breaker. Anyways, Ellie and I attempted to enter the match, but the door was locked. So he climbed the side of the cage and entered right in. Just said, hey, you can't stop me everyone's in there running wild. He power slams Tony D'Angelo onto Waller and whacked his opponents with kendo sticks. Knight then stuffed Waller in a trash can and smacked him with a kendo stick before he fell in the corner and Pete Dunne just starts kicking the ever-loving piss out of this man. Like, this must be a not-fun spot to take because you're sitting there in the corner like this. Trash can over your head. You can't see nothing. And you just gotta hope. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Ow. Ooh. 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 Like and Pete Dunn was denting this damn trash can up, kicking
1: Grayson Waller's ass here. So as we move forward,
0: I think it was Dunn and Gargano also simultaneously at the same time drop kicked Grayson Waller with the trash can still over his head. Dunn crushed Waller's fingers. With a candlestick shot. Final entrant for team 2.0 was Braun Breaker. So all the referees, they, they got these bolt cutters and like it won't open. We can't, we can't break the chain. What's going on? And Braun Breaker goes, Watch out, let me do it. And he's like, got the bolt cutters like and the bolt cutters slip. And then he goes on there and he's like eh, 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 eh. Finally, he's like yanking on it. The camera's like, whoever the director was was like, uh uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Get the camera off of him. Get the camera off of him. Cuts. Well, five seconds later, comes back. He got it on. He got it open. So you see him ripping the door open. Didn't see him actually cut the, cut the thing. And it's like, oh my god. That was not good. Ron Breaker, not know how to use bolt cutters. Anyways. Finally made it into the ring. And he started destroying everybody with suplexes and power slams. And I'm like, this is what this guy needs to be. Just a fucking monster. Dunn tried to take him out with some punches. But it was effortless. What else was effortless was the way he just threw Pete Dunn across the ring. Right over the top rope. Strucker then tossed Gargano onto both Dunn and Knight. And 2.0 maintained control with the numbers advantage. Finally making his way into the ring. The final entrant into this match, the NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa comes in and boom, the match is now official. Ciampa used the kendo stick to assist in a comeback. There was some uh, plunder all over the ring at this point. Ciampa used a trash can lid to assist in hitting a corner running knee on all four opponents. Hayes attacked with the kendo stick. Gargano saved Ciampa with a crutch shot a loud DIY chants from the crowd. DIY, 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 DIY. And they, they said on commentary, oh, Champa knows how to use a crutch. Does he ever? The so Ciampa and Gargano worked together to regain control. They ran wild for a while until Bronker, not Bronker, Breaker. Bron Breaker. I kind of mish, mishmashed the names together. Bron Breaker cut him off the power slam. Team 2.0 had black and gold surrounded. Queen the ring. So, Team Black and Gold, all four of them, laying in the middle of the ring. And Pete Dunn's on the very end, propped up against the cage, and he just looks at his opponents, well, partners, I mean, where Ellie Knight not looking, though. But he looks over and he goes, smiles, and goes, like, you ready for it? They all stand up, square off. Two looking one way, two looking the other way. They go at it. Freaking... Grayson Waller going at it with um, L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight grabs this guy and just throws him as far as he can, like three-quarters of the way across the ring. Like Grayson Waller is getting his ass beat tonight. He finally kind of makes a little bit of a comeback. Climbs to the top rope, tries to splash on Ciampa through a table, but nope, L.A. Knight jumps up there, belly-to-belly type suplex. Grayson Waller barely hits the rotation before crashing through the table. Like, barely. Grayson Waller did, like, the, I'm going to dive out and then hit the flip late because it looks cool on camera kind of thing. No. Don't do that again, Bubba. Don't do that again.
1: So... Going forward,
0: they set up, like I said, the table. Champa looked to hit the air raid crash on Waller, but D'Angelo cut him off. Knight sprung up and... This is a spot I already just talked about. Cool-looking spot. Scary a little bit because Grayson Waller almost didn't fully rotate. D'Angelo and Breaker worked together, though, to power palm Dunn and Gargano in a Tower of Doom spot with Carmelo Hayes taking the big suplex. Knight then hit the BFT on Hayes for good near fall. Knight then trapped Breaker in between the ropes and was smashing his head against the cage for trying to do, like, a draping BFT. But D'Angelo cut him off Team Breaker tried a double-team spot, but Ciampa inter- interrupted with trash can shot. Ciampa then hit the air raid crash on Breaker, threw a trash can. That didn't look like it felt good, but Breaker kicked out. No. Yeah, Breaker kicked out. D'Angelo then set up a table and barked at Waller to climb the cage. Waller obliged and climbed to the top. D'Angelo then propped knight on the table. Waller then hit an elbow drop off the top of the cage, through the table. But then Dunn broke up the pin just in the nick of time. Tony D'Angelo then produced a crowbar. He started going at it with Pete Dunn on the top rope. He then was pushing the crowbar into Pete Dunn's face as he was pushing Pete Dunn's head up against the, the cage. He then pulled out the mouth guard of Pete Dunn, Put the, the crowbar right across the mouth of Pete Dunn, And I don't know what the move was, but he like hit some like face buster neck. Bra- oh, no, I think it was a swinging neck breaker type thing. Yeah, swinging neck breaker. Now that I think about it. swinging neck breaker. With the um the crowbar onto Pete Dunn, Basically taking those two guys out. Those two guys out. Don't see him for the rest of the match. Same with Grayson Waller. Same with, um, with, um, why, why am I just blanking? LA Knight. I don't know why I blinked on LA Knight. Champa and Breaker were slugging it out. They're just standing there, just throwing fists. Breaker then hit a snap Frankensteiner, but Gargano got involved, and DIY overwhelmed the big man. Gargano hit the one final beat on Breaker, and Champa and Gargano then hit the DIY. But Hayes pulled the ref to stop him from counting. Just, you. The ref's like, what are you doing? He's like, what are you doing counting? I gotta break up the pin! So, Hayes stops the pin, and Hayes then poked Ciampa in the eye and gave Gargano a, low, Gargano a low blow. Hayes then taunted Gargano, but was stopped with running knees from Ciampa. Ciampa went for the fairytale ending, but break, on, So, Ciampa goes for the fairytale ending on Hayes. As he lifts him up, or on Breaker, Runs, spears right under Hayes uh, Champa through the table. This was a cool-looking spot. He's like, got him up here, speared through the table. Uh, Breaker then hits the military press slam and pins the NXT champion, Tommaso Champa. One, two, three. I thought this was a really good finish to the match. It was an interesting one because it sets up Chompa versus Breaker, but I think it's a little too soon to set up Chompa versus Breaker yet again, because maybe they do it at new year's evil, January 4th in just like three, four weeks. So overall, I thought this main event was really good and I'm going to say it. Grayson Waller slightly impressed me. I still don't think he's that good, but for some of the stuff that he did in this match, I go, Hey, you gotta give him a little credit for not being like, I don't think I'm ready for that kind of spot. I don't think I'm ready for that spot. no, they told him to do stuff, and he seemed like he just said, okay. So, that was NXT War Games. I do want to
1: check something really fast. WWE NXT. So, I saw somebody... I don't remember who posted it now. Somebody in the chat had said that... Gargano's going to be on the show Wednesday.
0: And it may have been Luke might. But, yeah. Gargano will be at NXT this Tuesday to address his future. Okay, where did you get that from?
1: Because I'm looking on their Twitter... And they didn't announce that.
0: Also, I did skip over the whole part with Kyle O'Reilly challenged Von Wagner to a cage match. He's like, I've never not been in war games, so keep the cages set up. I want Von Wagner in a cage on Tuesday. But where did you see Gargano is going to be on the show
1: Tuesday? I don't see that anywhere. I don't see that announced. Alexis Cavallo says he spoke after the show. Johnny. What John says I found it on YouTube.
0: Well, let's go to YouTube really fast. Johnny Gargano. Uh, NXT TakeOver War Games post-match speech. This is a three-minute video. I'm not going to listen to it on stream because I don't want to get copyright claimed. But if he said that just after the show he said he was going to be there, that's not official yet. So that's not something I'm going to report until WWE reports it because for all we know, he's going to be there to address the live crowd and not the actual sh- show. So Sam Roberts Twitter. Okay, let me go for Sam Roberts Twitter. Sam Roberts, not Sam. Sam Roberts. Bum bum bu, bum. Okay, so he's got video of the Gargano. I'll watch that later. Then I'm not gonna watch it on stream because I don't want to get copyright claimed or anything. Because sometimes when we post WWE stuff, they let you keep it, and sometimes they don't let you keep it. But going forward, that's what I thought about tonight's NXT War Games. I thought overall it was an enjoyable show. Some things were kind of just like, what the, well, huh? But for the most part, I did enjoy the show. But now I want to know what you guys, you guys, thought of tonight's NXT. Remember, you can put your questions and concerns in the live chat on Twitter, on YouTube with a super chat, or you can text in to 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510 510- Nine oh six thirteen forty one. So going forward as far as the polls do go, Twitch poll, 50% of you like tonight's NXT, NXT War Games, and 50% thought it was just alright. Um, D Louis says, he said that he will explain his future on Tuesday. He asked people if they will be there Tuesday. He said, see you all Tuesday. So again, I assume. He's gonna be on the show Tuesday. Cause they kinda of inadvertently, and I didn't talk about this in in my match review, but before Champa went for that fairy tale ending on Carmelo Hayes, he tried to go for the knee to Carmelo Hayes and accidentally kneed Gargano in the face. So maybe there's gonna be a little play there. I don't know. I don't know. As far as the let's pull up the Twitter poll. Twitter poll. 72% of you liked tonight's show, 16% didn't, and 11% thought it was just all right. As far as the YouTube poll, 72% liked the show, 22% thought it was just all right, and 6% did not like it. Yeah, d we Johnny says he'll explain everything on Tuesday. I mean, like I said, I, I assume he's going to be on the show, especially since he signed a one-week uh, extension till Friday, so... They're, they're going to get as much out of him as they can, even if it's his last night or he's taking a leave of absence or whatnot. But we'll see. We'll see what happens with Gargano. As far as your guys' text messages. Um, this person is asking what I thought of the show. I have already told you that over the last hour. This person says, what's next for Johnny Gargano and KOR Combat Net? Okay. Okay. What's for Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Johnny Gargano's contract is up on Friday. John, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, his contract is up sometime this week. We'll see what happens. If I, was at least, if I was at least Kyle O'Reilly, I'd leave.
1: I would leave if I was Kyle O'Reilly. Johnny, I don't know, to be honest. That's a different
0: one. I know there's a lot of people there that would fight for him. Like to get a good spot. I don't know. That's a tough one. Us in Saturday, all I got on Jeff Hardy is what we found out at the beginning of this live stream. I haven't seen anything new come across. Uh, This person says, do you like MSK in WWE 2.0? How long do you think Roman Reigns be champion? Roman going to be champion for a while. Now, speaking of Roman Reigns and his title, I can see them somehow having him lose the belt at day one, only to go on and win the Rumble and then win the title back at Mania from Brock. I can see that happening, but we'll see. Versus says, Candice Ray, he's just going on maternity leave with me. Gotcha. And this last one says, NXT WarGames tonight, the final nights of Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano. No, it's not. Johnny is not done till Friday, and Kyle is not done till later this week either. So I assume both guys will be there on Tuesday. Again, it's not the final night for Kyle O'Reilly. He's got a cage match on Tuesday. Jeez. Jeez. People don't pay attention. Just saying. And according to the live crowd, Johnny said he's going to be there Tuesday, so I'm taking their word for it because I haven't watched the video yet, but I trust these guys. I trust you guys that have watched the video to say, hey, he said this, so... I trust you guys. But Johnny said it'll be the Tuesday. O'Reilly's wrestling on Tuesday. So it's not, this was the final night for both. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. They still got Tuesday. But with that, guys, I want to thank you for joining me here. TV forward slash PW dot YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Tomorrow's Monday. So Monday Night Raw. I'm not... The last, like, three days have all kind of just, like, jumbled all together for me. I haven't really slept much. I've been doing a lot of extra non-PWU work. So, I've been just, like, going and not doing a lot of sleeping. So, since Friday morning to now, everything's just kind of just, like, melded all together. But with that, I want to say again, thank you for joining me here tonight to talk about NXT War Games. We will be live again tomorrow night to talk about Monday Night Raw. But even before that, I will be live tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Pacific for the wrestling wrap up. Hopefully, if I don't want to tease anything I'm going to talk about because I don't know exactly what I'm going to talk about yet, other than, well, no, I can't even do that. I'm going to talk SmackDown ratings, but we won't have the full ratings by tomorrow morning so that we won't know those ratings till the afternoon. Got the wrestling wrap up tomorrow morning. One news video. A handful of stories brought to you right there. Easy to watch. So with that, guys, have a great night.
1: I'll see you guys tomorrow for either the wrestling wrap-up or the Raw review. Have a good one.